Welcome back to That's My Biz. It's your girl, Pamela Renee, and I got my girl, Ginger, with me. Say what's up, Ginger. Hey. Um, today, we are going to talk about the infamous $800 influencer. I'm sure y'all are like, the $800 influencer, what is that? Before we hop into it, Ginger girl, how you doing? How's your week been? Girl, it's been busy, busy, busy. I'm actually working on a new collection. Um, this will be my third one of the year. I was actually coming out with them back to back to back like every month. And then I just had to take a little time, you know, for myself and, you know, smell the roses that are blooming out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm where I want to be now. And actually this Friday, I will be dropping my new spring collection. So that's what I've been busy working on. How about you? Lately, I too have been busy with my next collection coming out. I don't have yes. a, I don't have a date yet. And everybody's been like, so when is dropping? When is dropping? When is dropping? Y'all, whenever I get a moment to breathe is when it's going to drop. I'm aiming for before April ends. That's my goal. Okay. Um, but again, I don't have a specific drop, but it would be smart of y'all to make sure that y'all are subscribed to the newsletter because y'all going to get the news there. And also make sure that you're following nopressure.co on Instagram because it'll also be announced there whenever I drop. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Girl, me too. I can't wait to see everybody in it. I'm just, I'm hype, hype, hype. <laughs> but before, well, no. Yeah, let's go ahead and just get on right into the topic, girl. So I'm sure, actually, you brought to my attention the $800 influencer. And when after you brought it to my attention, it's like it started popping up everywhere. You know how you buy a new car and you've never seen your car before. And then once you have it, you're like, wait, that's my car. Wait, that's how it was after you told me about the $800 influencer. <laughs> so you want to break it down what that really is or, you know, how you came across it? Well, the way I came across it, it was someone that I was following who is a well-known influencer. And it seems like the whole ruckus maybe popped off after she supported a small business. Mm -hmm. And maybe the small business was kind of like poking her just a little bit to like post about their stuff and share what she had received from them. And I think it just maybe annoyed her or rubbed her the wrong way. And if you read between the lines, maybe she didn't charge them anything or not that much at all. And she decided to come on and say, listen, all you all out there that want me to share your products and services on my platform, there's a new fee in town. And the fee goes a little something like this, boom. And so when I saw that dollar amount, I said, wait a minute, let me share this with my homegirl, Pam, because we're both small businesses. And I know if I would have gotten that response for $800, I would have had to like take a hard swallow, you know, mm -hmm. and, and see how this is going to rock, you know, because that's a little steep, especially for the average small business, you know, so you and I hashed it out. And I, I really think that that's too much. You know, especially it would be too much for me, you know, for an influencer. So how would you uh, respond to that fee of $800 to rob some no pressure on a huge platform? 
for me personally, thoughts? it's a no for me at this point of where I'm at. I don't, I just don't see myself paying somebody $800 to wear my brand. Because one thing that I do see with, with some influencers, I won't say with all, but you can tell whenever it's just somebody's ways of making money. Um, whenever they're promoting businesses, you can kind of tell whenever it's not a business that they truly rock with because they may, you know, promote several different jewelry lines or several different, you know, apparel lines or several different shoe wares or whatever. Um, so whenever I start seeing influencers like that, me as a consumer, I'm not truly going to be too influenced by you because I feel like you're just promoting them for a check not because it's somebody that you truly rock with and you really love because everybody says it. They're like, oh, this is my favorite bottle of water. Oh, this is my favorite apple juice. But then the next week you see them with another brand of apple juice and you're like, wait, hold up. I thought that was your favorite. What? Why are you promoting this one? Mm-hmm. So I just, for me, it's a no, but I am all about people, um, people charging what they what they feel that they are worth because I being an influencer it's not an easy job there are a lot of things that you're having to do timelines that you have to adhere to and everything content that you're pushing out whether you're making a 15 second reel that may take you hours on end to piece together just for that 15 seconds or if you're you know creating content for your IG stories or for IG TV or you know for IG posts all the editing that you have to do and sometimes you have to buy props for things or different wardrobes and stuff like that so I get it but I think that as an influencer you should um, kind of read the room and know what brands you're reaching out to. Um, For instance, if it's a bigger brand, I can definitely see 800 or more for them because they have that budget. For smaller businesses, they're not necessarily gonna always have that $800 budget for something. So maybe if you charge a little less for them, or if you, you know, instead of doing like a one-off thing, if you're like, okay, well, I can do, you know, four different things like quarterly. I can do a post for you quarterly, $200, you know, each post quarterly, that'll get you to your 800 or whatever. Um, Or if you still just don't want to budge from that $800, then maybe don't target smaller businesses. Because one thing that I will say, being a smaller business as myself and you is, and it's one of the issues that I actually heard from that um, $800 influencer Mm -hmm. that you sent me is that, they don't really rush to put out the content for these smaller businesses. And as a small business, your inventory isn't always going to be in stock like a bigger business will be. So for instance, your collection that you have coming up, if you're going to an influencer to promote that, it realistically, you would like to have that content out by a certain date for your collection. You can't wait one, two, three months for them to decide, okay, I'm going to finally do this post for them because by that time, you've probably already done two or three other collections and it's outdated. You don't have any more of that inventory from whatever they posted. And that was one thing that I heard from that influencer. She was upset because, you know, that small business was reaching out to her like, hey, why haven't you posted yet? And she was like, well, 
you can't rush me this like you rushed me for this little bit of money okay set i feel like contracts are really important mm-hmm. first of all if you're gonna have an influencer have a contract a contract made so that y'all are both in a grant on the timeline of when you're going to get their invoice paid and when you are going to get the content from there mm-hmm. it needs to be something that y'all both agree on both understand so that there's no issues with that nobody feels like they're rushed or anything of that nature um because bigger businesses they're always going to restock stuff you know they have hundreds of thousands of things in inventory whereas us we might have like an inventory of 50 or so for our our um, perch our items that we have. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's just things that influencers need to take into consideration of like, who are you marketing towards? What brands are like, what kind of brands are you reaching out to? Do you truly think that they're going to have this $800 to give to you as a small business and start, yeah, as a small business. And if they do have that $800, what kind of content are you giving them in return? What kind of guarantee are you giving them because honestly you can't guarantee that that $800 is going to be worth it you can't truly guarantee that they're going to give you that $800 and in return from you promoting them they're going to get a whole bunch of sales mm-hmm. it's no true guarantee so it's kind of um what's the word I'm looking for it's kind of a uh, like a not a bargain um but they're kind of betting on you mm-hmm. on is this going to work or not right. so they could, they could lose out of eight hundred dollars they could get a profit from that eight hundred dollars you never know and sometimes as a small business we can't truly afford that all the time that's whereas right. a bigger business eight hundred dollars is probably chunk change to them that's probably lunch money for the for one office for a week or something you know what i mean so i think they just kind of need to be a little bit um, more aware of who they're charging and if that is a realistic price, you know, um, what do you think? Like, what would you say? I think, <laughs> you. I think communication is the key. Mm-hmm. Having those discussions about what the expectation is for the brand and for the influencer. I do know that even for me, brands do reach out to an influencer because if you see someone who, when they post, they get so many likes and so many conversations, comments where people are asking them about things, you're going to probably see if they will fit your brand. And that's one key thing. You have to make sure that the influencer fits your brand, not just the fact that they have this large audience here, because it won't come off right. If I send my jewelry to someone that does not wear jewelry or they're very minimal, their their audience is not going to be interested. I may get a few people, but I may not get the type of response that I would probably get if I got someone who wears jewelry all the time, you know, and that's their thing. And then it's also, it could be tricky, like you mentioned before, if you sit, send your clothing to someone that wears a lot of other brands clothing, you're taking a risk of being lost in the sauce, you know? Um, for me, for example, I'm really careful about what I share when I am intertwined in a post or a picture with another jewelry brand. And here's why. Because people, the average person does not take the time out to say, oh, I am going to 
go look at this brand or that brand or that brand. They see the picture and they want those shoes and they go straight to where those shoes are. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to look up each individual brand to see if they can support each individual brand, you know? So if I got a shirt on from you, I got some biker shorts on from someone else. If I like the shirt, I'll probably go get the shirt and that's it. Everybody else lost out. But that's not always the case. And I, I think that that's definitely your preference. It doesn't have to. It's like a, you know, yay or nay with that. But what I think is that influencers that charge a certain amount, they can work with smaller brands if they want. They can figure out, okay, you can't afford my price, but I like your brand. So mm -hmm. let's see if we can work something out. Like you said, the payment situation, it could be a barter situation. Maybe you're getting the products for free. You know, um, maybe you have become a brand ambassador. That's always an option. But for from a brand's perspective, I think it's smart that we have some things in place too. some language that we're saying, hey, I want to send you something. You know, if you're interested, I have a timeline. And then you're avoiding maybe getting something out there, which is still taking a, a chance and not seeing it on Instagram until it's over with, or you only have one piece, you know? So there's some, there's some steps you can definitely put into place. And it starts with the communication, I believe. Yeah. And I think another thing, um, as a small business, um, don't think like how you said earlier, people with huge numbers, don't think that that's going to translate into business for you just because you send somebody with a huge number, your shirt or whatever. A lot of times it's those supporters of yours who, are repeat customers who mm -hmm. come to you and buy from you. A lot of times it's them who are the influencers for your brand. It are those people who are constantly telling others about your brand and encouraging other people to buy from your brand. And it's those people who get you new customers because I've noticed that a lot for me. I have several people who are repeat customers and they're constantly telling people about my brand. They're constantly, you know, tagging my brand whenever they do like a simple IG story or whatever. And mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this shirt's from No Pressure. Make sure you shop with her. They don't have to do that. Those are my influencers. Those are the people that I consider influencers for No Pressure because they're doing this because they truly love the brand. Those are the type of people who I would be like, you know what? let me set up a program for you or mm -hmm. let me throw an extra discount your way or let me throw a little something extra in your order because you are always going above and beyond for me. They're the ones who are bringing me more customers. Exactly. So, and, I, and I know that they truly love my brand because it's not like I'm paying them to promote my brand. It's not like I'm begging them, oh, please, please, please tag me. Now, granted, on my thank you card inserts, it does say, if you wear it, please tag. But I'm not like shoving it down your throat or anything, you know? Um, right. So I think as a small business, you also have to look at that. You have to know your audience. Know mm -hmm. who are they going to respond to? Like, who are the, does the influencer that you're getting does it kind of mimic your audience space? Is it somebody who your audience members are going to be like, okay, I trust her. I believe her. I know she truly rocks with the brand. I'll buy because she's truly influencing me. Or is it just a pretty face who has a huge number? Like, what is it? So I think that is another thing that smaller businesses need to think about. And 
like you said, brand ambassadorships or affiliate programs, if you can't afford to straight out pay somebody to be an influencer, but you still want to have some kind of influencer program, I think those are really good options because a lot of times those give the people like a certain certain percentage off of their order. And also, you know, they might get their own discount code or whatever, and they might get a certain a certain percentage from sales for people who use their discount code. So that person's making money and they're also promoting your business in the in the long run. So it's kind of like a one-one situation. Um, so that's another thing to consider if you are a smaller business and you can't truly afford that $800 plus influencer. Um, I actually, I took this class by this girl um, a couple months ago and she's an influencer herself. And she actually showed like how she got to the 10K mark and um, you know, what she charges brands and stuff like that for her services. And she was in that $800 and up range, but one thing that she did point out is that she didn't always charge that much. Um, it was only whenever her numbers got bigger in her following, whenever she started charging that much, because she knew that her audience kind of looked to her mm-hmm. for um, recommendations of things. And she knew that they would oftentimes buy from whoever she recommended. Mm-hmm. So she didn't just pay, partner up with any and every brand. She tailor fit it to, is this truly something that I would use? And is this something that my audience would really need? So influencers like that, I trust your opinion because you're not just taking money from any and everybody. Um, one thing that she did teach though in her course was, you know, if you are, if you have a smaller number or whatever, yeah, still charge what you feel that you're worth, but know that you probably aren't going to always get that $800 price that you may want. You have to work your way up to that. Show these brands, you know, what you could do. Be consistent in your work. Um, excuse me, she even talked about bartering. She was like, you know what? If you say your price is $400 mm-hmm. to a brand and they can't truly do that 400, then say, you know, well, I can do 200 and then maybe we do two, um, two posts or whatever. And you have to, like the brand has to include your post in their in-feed um, IG story. So that is like a permanent fixture and people see you and they tag you in it. And that'll lead to more people coming to your page to follow you. So she was like, sometimes you kind of have to bargain. So it's a win-win situation for you both because that price isn't always gonna be realistic for everybody. And I truly appreciated her for saying that because that's true. Just because this is your set price doesn't mean that everybody is going to be able to pay that price. But like you said, sometimes you might just really love a brand so much and you still want to work with them, figure out how you can make it work for the two of you, you know? So I think that's a good thing. Um, And I also think, you know, pay attention to your timeline. Like we said, like we both said earlier, really pay attention to that. Be courteous of these brands. Um, I think a lot of times people, they know the bigger brands and they get really excited to be partnered with a bigger brand. So they'll drop everything that they have going on to get that content pushed out. And they feel like some kind of sense of urgency because they're like, oh my God, I'm so excited to be working with, I don't know, Nike or whatever. And 
they're just so eager. They dropped everything. I've seen people who've literally gotten an offer from brands and they had like a 24, 48 hour turnaround because it was a bigger brand and they literally dropped everything that they had going on, search for a makeup artist, search for wardrobe, all that stuff to wow. get that content done in that 24 to 48 hour time frame. And then a smaller business, they're like, oh, I got, I got time. Like, come on, really? So I think setting a realistic timeline is very important for the business and for the influencer because mm-hmm. um, it keeps everybody on task. I'm all about planning. I spoke on that before. I'm a planner. So if I do reach out to an influencer, I'm going to have, okay, this is my launch date. This is when I'm going to pay you. This is when I expect my payment to, you know, come into some kind of goods. Like I need my content by this time. I, I need I need something from you by here. Can you do that? If you mm-hmm. can do that, cool. We can work together. If you can't do that, all right, maybe next time. Let me go find somebody else who I can work with, you know? Um, so I just think that's really important. Um, don't always think that numbers mean everything. Those big numbers are not going to always translate to a sale. I don't know if you saw it before, but I want to say, I want to say this was maybe like, a year or two ago, there was this girl who was an influencer and she had high numbers. Like I'm talking, um, ooh, she was well past the 10 K mark. Oh yeah. She probably had like half a mil or so. If I'm not, she had a huge number of following. She herself decided to start a brand. Now she didn't do her due diligence and properly research and stuff to see if this was even something that her audience was interested in because when baby girl launched, she had zero sales. I saw that. Nothing. So sad. Huge following. You would think from that huge following she has that she would at least get one or two, something, you know? No sales. So that also goes to show that huge number doesn't really mean a thing. Um, for those out there who are influencers or who are wanting to be an influencer, there is this thing called micro influencers Mm -hmm. and they typically um pertain to the people who I want to say are like 5k or less in their follower account there are bigger brands out there who will work with you I actually um follow a girl who she has I want to say she had like under a 1k following and she was partnered with TJ Maxx wow it's possible yeah we know TJ Maxx we all know it under 1k followers she had and she was partnered with tj maxx it's doable y'all but you have to be consistent in your work you have to put out good work you have to really show these brands like i love your brand this is what i can do for you like whenever approaching brands to be an influencer show them what you can do for them what Mm -hmm. do you have to offer is it worth their money don't just go to them and be like oh well my price eight hundred dollars here you go take it or leave it no what can what can you do for me for that $800 to make me feel like I'm really getting my money's worth or whatever your your cost is? Um, so I just think that's really, really important. Know that there's room for everybody. Um, me personally, as a consumer, I kind of look to the micro influencers to lead mm-hmm. me in the right direction because I feel like a lot of times they truly believe in that brand. And it's really a brand that they 
genuinely love and that they use religiously. That's just what I've found from my experience because I used to look to those people with the bigger numbers and be like, oh, they have such a huge following. They know what they talking about. And then I realized they just get in a check a lot of the times. So I started looking closer to the, the micro-influencers, the people that actually show me results, the people that I see constantly, you know, drinking certain drinks or whatever it may be because I don't truly believe them you know like mm-hmm. as a consumer what do you think like who do you look towards or do, do influencers even matter to you you know at the end of the day it just depends on what I'm interested in you know mm-hmm. and if it comes off authentic you yeah. know a lot of times things are too forced I've seen people go beyond what they should be to sell certain products. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, did you really have to go that far to do that? But hey, to each his own, if it gets you what you need to get and everybody has different um, different ways that they, you know, promote. However, I think it's smart as a consumer to understand that influencers come in different packages. Some mm-hmm. Influencers that have a lot of followings have actually, a large following have actually uh, transposed their platform to a business where it pays their mortgage and rent and car notes. So therefore they may opt to take on more of the bigger brands or the higher ticketed um, packages to promote. As opposed to someone who wants to just grow their following and work their way up and they genuinely like the kombucha or they love the coffee or the tea, they may have a more personable, effective approach than someone who is like, hey, I got to pay my rent this month. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you want me to promote your brand, but you can only pay me $25 or nothing. And this brand is sending me a $300 check that I need on my light bill. So I can see it both ways. But again, like I said, communication is is key and knowing who you're dealing with. And sometimes I believe small brands want to grow extremely fast past a lot of times what they can even handle. You know, like I've often heard and you have too, you have 5,000 followers and 5,000 people are at your door right now. Now, what in, on earth would you do? You know what I'm saying? You have 3,000, whatever the case, you're like, what in the world? If all of them needed a shirt, could you give them a shirt right now? Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that we see this double digit, triple digit, and we're just like, oh my gosh, some of them, I've seen people downsizing their businesses. They're going on hiatuses because it just grew past their the capacity that they could handle. Yeah. So I, sometimes that glass ceiling is... Um, it's there for a reason and it's something to climb to if that's what you want to do. And also enjoying the journey is really, really um, important too. Enjoying that rise, you know, okay, you're at 5K. Well, 6K is the next goal, you know, then 7K, but sometimes people want to shoot for the stars and it's nothing wrong with that. But then you may have situations like the influencer you said that, she was taking her cute pictures and people was liking them, were liking them. And then she thought, if I sold something, people are going to buy. And they're like, no, because you only showed us these pictures. We didn't even know you were interested in, you know, selling things, you know, maybe she figured it out, but you definitely have to, your audience is there for the ride and they don't want you to take them too fast. They want you to date them, you know, before you marry them. <laughs> Before you get in bed with them, you have to go through different uh, levels 
with your audience and appreciate the ones, like you said, that shot with you all the time, that repost your things. That's a lot because it's hard to even get comments and likes on your posts, much less someone has now shared it in their stories where their most, um, their close friends are that really like pay them attention. Mm-hmm. So um, that's huge. And sending them incentives is definitely a good thing. Like maybe send them an extra something that you have that would make their day for going an extra mile for you. Do those things and you don't know what may transpire from that, you know. So going back to that old saying of crawl before you walk, you know, instead of wanting to get into this world and start running marathons right away. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. And I think another tip that I just want to give for those who are influencers or those who even would like to be an influencer, think about the brands that you use on a daily basis. Say, for instance, if you make coffee every single morning, whenever, if, and if you're posting, you making coffee every morning on your IG story, tag that brand in your post. You never know what a tag may get you. Like, That's right. I don't really consider myself an influencer, but I do have people who have bought things because they see me post it a lot or they've seen me talk about it a lot. I've had brands reach out to me because I've tagged them and stuff. And they're like, hey, we would love to send you so-and-so. Can I, do you mind sharing your address? I just had that happen like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. A brand that I drink often, <laughs> I, I'm just always tagging them. And they DM me and they were like, hey, for Mother's Day, we were wanting to put together, you know, like a little care box for mothers. And I see that you're a mom and I see that you support our brand. Do you mind sharing your address with us and we'll send you out a box? Wow. All I did was tag them. I didn't do nothing special. Granted, it wasn't money that I got from them, but building that foundation with a brand, whenever they Mm -hmm. constantly see you tagging them, they constantly see you know, you using their brand in any aspect or you suggesting it to your followers or whatever, brands pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it might start out with a free item. That free item then may turn into a discount code. That discount code may then turn into a, hey, would you like to be an ambassador for us? That ambassadorship may turn into a, hey, do you want to be an influencer for us and get paid to post about us? Right. So don't be afraid to start small with these brands. Don't be afraid to get that free product because that free product can turn into much more later on. So yeah. don't think you above the freebies because I'm sorry, but I love me some free stuff. Oh, if it's that, girl, <laughs> if it's something that I already use often and I don't got to spend my coin to get it, you, you just going to send it to me for free? And I can <laughs> it? Oh, and here's my address. Go ahead and send it to me. Oh, yeah. I have no problem with it. So don't be scared to start small y'all that's right and also smaller businesses if you see somebody who is always tagging you or you are checking your orders and you see oh ginger shops for me a lot you know what let me go ahead and slide uh, a necklace in there or let me slide a pair of socks or you know let me slide something extra in her in her order next time because I've had that happen to me too and when mm-hmm. if I'm going through my order I'm looking at my order slip and I'm like, did I order this? Did they, they just sent me something for free thing here? <laughs> and it, it makes that person's day. And as a customer, I know I love it as I a customer. Too. 
whenever I notice that brands notice me liking their brand so much, mm-hmm. me supporting their brand, that they feel, you know, they feel the need to send something to me for free because I'm not asking for it. They don't have to do that. And it's just an appreciation of theirs. It's just, you know, a little token of appreciation. Hey, I see you. I appreciate you. Here you go. You never know where that can go. So That's right. yeah, everything doesn't have to start with money. I do get, we got bills to pay. Oh <laughs> we yeah. Y'all got bills to pay, but that freebie can take you so much further sometimes. So, so true. That's my so true. <laughs> but before we close out for the day, I know last week we summed up our book. I don't know. I think you want to take like a week or two break and then come back with another book. Yeah, because that book was very extensive. So I think we'll we'll give the, the listeners a little break on the book. Yeah. And you know what? I just thought of this. Let me know if you agree, Ginger. But I think next time, maybe we can come up with like two or three options of a book and do like a little poll on our IG story and let our listeners know, hey, which book are y'all feeling to read with us next? What do you Yeah, think? that could work. I'll, yeah, we should give it a try. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Check back in like two, three weeks, y'all. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Definitely. That's my biz pod. So that whenever we post that po- that poll up in our IG stories, you can let us know, like, are you interested in this book or not? So y'all can mm. join in with us on our next book of the month. I think that'll be fun. I do too. I think that'll be fun. But what have you been listening to? Because I know, you know, we love our music. So what's been going on lately with you musically? I've actually been kind of in a jazz mood. So I've been kind of throwing it back to like some Coltrane, a little Ella Fitzgerald. I've just been kind of like in that time frame with my music. So kind of mellow. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been playing my vinyls a little bit more and I actually realized I need to buy some more vinyls because I have a good bit I have a nice collection but I want to expand my collection lately I have been listening to um my Sade collection um Mm-hmm. A couple of, I want to say back in October of last year, she actually put out like a box set of all of her albums on vinyl. And my boyfriend surprised me with it because he, he pays attention because I did tweet whenever I saw that it was coming out. I tweeted it and I was like, oh, I want this Sade box set. And then like shortly after it came out, I had it. So I was like, oh, you pay attention. Mm-hmm. But I've been like, in that zone lately listening mm. to all my Sade and oh this sounds so different on vinyl like things just hit different when it's they do vinyl. and I just where like, do you get yours from um actually here in Charleston there is a um a vinyl store in I guess it's technically like the West Ashley area called Monster Music something like that Monster something Okay. I know where it's at. <laughs> so that's all I need to know. I know how to get there. But they typically have like every first Monday, they have like a, a pretty decent sale on their vinyls. So I get them from there. I've gotten vinyls from thrift stores. Um, mm-hmm. A good bit of my old vinyls were handed down to me from my aunt Dee, who kind of introduced me to music. She's the reason why I love so many different artists. Um, 
she really taught me how to expand my ear and not just solely listen to R&B or rap. Like she's the reason why I listen to rock and country and rap and R&B and the oldies and disco. Like she's the reason why I know a little bit of everything. And I think her so much that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of find them all over the place. And even Target, Target has some vinyls, um, not really the old ones, but like the newer albums and stuff. So I feel like they're starting to be available in more places mm-hmm. than what they used to be. Um, actually, I was in Barnes and Nobles the other day and I saw vinyls there and I was like, oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, they got them there too. So you can kind of find them almost anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, are we highlighting any businesses or yeah. any influencers? This is an influencer episode, so you go. You know, can I do two? Do you mind if I do two? Go ahead and do two. Knock yourself okay. out. So I want to shout out a small business first. The small business that I want to shout out is Ginger's Gemini Fly, because she's actually coming out with a new collection. And y'all, I don't know if you follow her personal page, but I've been seeing her little behind the scenes and she's previewed a couple of um, pieces that are going to be in the new collection. And she's doing something a little bit different. Um, I want to say from what you told me before, you used to do the clay earrings and stuff years ago. Yes. Um, She's bringing it back. And y'all, I'm not even a huge like earring person or anything like that. I pretty much stick to my studs, but these pieces are so beautiful. And one thing that I love that you do is whenever you do your try on videos to actually show like the movement of the earrings and how they like lay and everything because things look different versus just seeing it laying on a table or whatever. Yes. Seeing it on a person. So I love that you do that. And these pieces just, they look amazing. You did very well from what I've seen so far. Oh, it did the thing, girl. So I'm excited to see how well this collection takes off for you. So yeah, Thank y'all check you. out her new collection because it's going to drop soon. <laughs> yeah, what small business do you want to shout out? Well, I have a small, well, it's kind of both in mm-hmm. one. Okay? okay. So you actually introduced me to, is it Brittany, right? The Botnets? Yes. Yes, the Botnets B. It's at Botnets B on Instagram. I love her. When I went to her page, I think it was because of a t-shirt, um, the plant over people yes. t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And listen, the only reason why I don't have that shirt is because I'm waiting for it to drop in short sleeve mm-hmm. because it's in long sleeve now and I'm in Texas and that just won't rock. <laughs> you know, I won't be able to wear that one until next year. So I want the short sleeve one. I think it's the plant whisperer shirt she has. I miss the shears, the little snips that she had for plants. Mm-hmm. So y'all, she has, she knows everything about plants, basically, especially if you're into having your own little home jungle situation, plant jungle going on. She is a person that you definitely want to follow. She has so many tips and tricks. She also has a shop where she has like plant shirts and she has like tools and accessories, like this cute little tote bag. And, oh, she has one little, um, zip bag that says it's like a little pouch plant money yes. or something like that I think it's so cute so definitely check her out and like I said because a lot of people ask me questions about plants and listen I'm no guru I do love them but sometimes they die so I would suggest 
I would suggest following Brittany and tell her that we sent you over here from That's My Biz Pod. Yes, I love her. She's such a sweetheart and she gives out so many great tips on plant care. She does. It's amazing. I love it so much. Um, And I actually have her shears. Well worth the money. They are super sharp and stylish looking too. So next time those come in stock, definitely try to grab a pair. But um, I did want to shout out an influencer since, you know, our episode was kind of about, about influencers as well. One influencer that I kind of look to is D Lolo on Instagram. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she, um, I love whenever she does her target runs. She is a huge target purchaser. Now she does shop from other brands and whatnot, but target is her jam. Every time target has something new coming out clothing wise and whatnot, she's always showing us the super cute pieces. And I've bought a couple of stuff from target because of her, like things that I didn't even notice target had. And then I would see it on her and I'm like, oh, that looks amazing. Let me go grab that real quick. So she, and she does have a huge following, but like I said, she's so consistent in posting target looks that I trust her, um, her input when it comes to that. And she also, she's a sneakerhead. She's always showing different sneakers um, that she loves and whatnot. Her sneaker collection is crazy. Like, crazy but yeah d lolo on instagram love her target hauls always seeing something that i just feel like i need to pick up and actually botanist b does that a lot too she'll show a lot of things from target that she found as well especially stuff related to plants right i've ran to target a couple times because botanist b showed some pots or something in like the little dollar section in target and i'm like oh let me go find them girl these girls are going to have me spinning a check up in yes. Target. It's crazy. <laughs> but I think that's about it for this episode. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add or any takeaways or anything? I enjoyed it. And I would just encourage anyone who inspires to be an influencer to do the, do the research, get to know the brand, make sure that it's authentic because the audience will know. Like at this point, everybody knows that they're being influenced to some degree. So therefore you wanna make sure that it comes off authentically or you're gonna waste your time and you don't wanna do that. So do the research, develop relationships with brands and also brands know who the right fit of influencer is for you because sometimes you may be shooting for someone that doesn't come off authentic to your brand and they don't share your values or your style or anything of that nature. So just do the research. I agree completely. Well, y'all per usual, you know, if you're really rocking with our podcast, if you like what you hear, please make sure to leave a rate and review. If you are listening on Apple podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, Google podcasts, any of the other platforms, if you could, screenshot you listening post it on your ig story and tag that'll help us expand our audience and let other people know what we're about and about our biz that's right come (laughs) on yeah appreciate you guys so much if you have any topic suggestions any questions any commentary if y'all just want to say hey what's up hello you can always Send us a DM on Instagram at that's my biz pod, or you can even shoot us an email at that's my biz pod at gmail.com. 
And until next time, bye. Bye.